Unfortunately, I don't think National Kite Appreciation Day is going to uh, take off anytime soon. But I really appreciate your enthusiasm. Thanks for your call. Oh, it looks like we already have another caller. Well, I don't want to leave my listeners hanging, so line four, you're live on the Vicky Vale Show. Um, hello? Why is a raven like a writing desk? One of the oldest riddles in the book. So bland, so unimaginative, and yet no one's ever figured it out. <laughs> I'm not even sure old Lewis Carroll himself knew the answer. Excuse me? Uh, sir, I believe you may have the wrong number. Oh no, Vicky Vale. I am never wrong. This is Vicky Vale, right? The same Vicky Vale who empties her trash cans at 8.15 every day, who flicks a light switch on and off twice before leaving a room, who has taken a little too much of a liking to the bottom of a bottle since her wife left her. Listen, I don't know who you think you are, but this is over. Right now. Having technical difficulties there? It won't shut off. How embarrassing. Okay. Looks like we can't get rid of you. It's fine. We always get a boost when a nut job calls us. Who are you? What do you want? Ah, so you're finally asking smart questions. Good. How do you define an intellect so vast that it baffles dictionaries? What can be done to educate a populace with the brain capacity of livestock? Why does Gotham hail a muscle-bound rat with wings as some form of detective? Is the smartest man in any room. Where can you find the answers to these burning questions? By being good little boys and girls and paying close attention to my broadcasts. Hello there. Call me the Riddler. And why should any of us listen to you, Riddler? Because, Miss Vale, if you do not, then the highly explosive device hidden somewhere in that studio will make sure that Gotham's ears will miss their favorite late-night personality. Not to mention the few hundred poor employees that would die because you were too stupid not to listen. Are we clear? Oh god, we're gonna die. No one has to die, providing Miss Vale completes one single task. And what would that be? Riddle me this. Sir, you may want to turn on the radio. 
Alfred, I don't need a soundtrack. Quite right. However, it seems Miss Vicky Vale is in a spot of bother at the WXYZ studio. Some fellow calling himself the Riddler is threatening to blow up the building. Where are these people coming from? I'm on the way. Try and see if you can trace his location. Turning into the station now. What instrument can make any sound and be heard, but cannot be touched or seen? A riddle? Seriously? Is this some kind of joke? No, that would be the other guy. <sighs> Miss Vale, if you insist on wasting my time, this will be a very short night for you and your colleagues. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just a little on edge right now. Just give me some time to think. Now you're getting it. Don't try to stall too long. I don't like waiting. I'm outside the building. It's locked down tight. Somehow he's electrified the entrances. Theatrical too. The windows that have lights are forming a question mark over the building. This is all a giant game to him. It seems your own taste for branding is rubbing off on people. Hmm. There's a subway tunnel that runs right under the studio. I'm going to try and break in through there. Too hurry, sir. I'm afraid Miss Vale may be running out of time. Tick-tock, tick-tock. The object with hands and a face but no eyes is ticking, Miss Vale. A riddle within a riddle? At least let me figure the other one out first. Don't piss him off. Will you shut up and let me think? She is quite right. Will you please sit down and be quiet? Your pathetic attempts to escape are just embarrassing. Okay, okay. What instrument makes a sound? Can be heard, but not touched or seen. Any moment now. One shot to get it right. No pressure. Time's up, Miss Vale. I'm very disappointed. Wait! Wait! A, a voice! Well done. I'll deduct points for going into overtime, but I'm not unreasonable. You managed to prove yourself, slightly, above the other livestock, and most importantly, you've brought a special guest. Hello, Batman. Miss Vale won your game, and your bomb was easy enough to disarm on the way in here. You're not as intelligent as you claim. No, no, no! That's not the point, you muscle-bound... <sighs> Apologies, I sometimes forget how infuriating it can be dealing with... The intellectually challenged. This whole experiment is meant to celebrate intelligence. The consequences of failure don't even need to be a factor, so long as they stay smart. Miss Vale has proven herself, and now it's your turn, my dear Dark Knight. Keep those pointy ears open for my next announcement. Oh, thank God it's over. <sighs> it seems like a... For now, at least. Benny One, I need you to keep tabs on all Gotham-based broadcasts. 
Let me know if even a question mark gets mentioned. Wait, wait. You can't go. You're actually real. You have to stay. Tell your story to the people. Brad's gonna photo you, idiot. Hey, you can't break our equipment. We'll sue. Great, he's gone. Well, now what are we supposed to do? I think I'm just gonna get a stiff drink. I'll pass, actually. Any updates? No, sir. I'm afraid not. Aside from those reporting on tonight's events, there have been no signs of the Riddler or any broadcasts coming from Gotham. Hmm. The police are searching for him, too. Perhaps you should try listening to one of their channels? Good point. North on Sheridan, 10 and 2093. Going there first. Got it. Dispatch, we have a giant rodent driving a supercar down King Avenue. Why is it that Gotham's vigilantes must break something in order to serve something? Hurry up, detective. You only have one minute to work this one out. This seems to be our man. And he's not exactly challenging us. It's the law. Yes, sir, but that hardly narrows it down. It could be the courts, the GCPD... What about the one person who represents both? Harvey Dent. That could be it. Sir, you have to be sure. There's not even enough time for you to make it to his office. I'll make it. <sighs> Every day a new one of these guys shows up. Every day. Soon as I start making some progress against the mob, I've got clowns and monsters to deal with. Well, at least it keeps things interesting. Come in. Sorry to bother you, sir. I know it's late. It's not a problem. What's on your mind? It's... You know that thing tonight, with Vicky Vale and this new guy. It's just, these things keep happening. The stakes keep getting raised. Ever since Batman showed up. I know, I know. He's helped us out a lot. Some others on the Force don't agree, but I've seen him in action. He's here to help. But part of me is scared. Scared for my life and the lives of my friends. If we have to come up against people like the Joker now, because Batman escalated the game. It's definitely changed things, I won't deny that. But part of me believes this was too sudden to happen randomly. Gotham has always been a powder keg. People hide who they are, they live in the secrets. Batman shows up, starts making a difference on his own, dressed like he is. Well, I think a bunch of freaks saw that as their chance to not hide anymore. And if they're in the open, we can stop them, right? You really are good at that. Ever think of a career change to a therapist? Me? No way. I'm lucky my own can keep on track. Get under my cape! What the hell? Batman? <clears throat> it's safe now. Cape's ruined. Need to increase the fabric's resistance to acid. <sighs> You're telling me. Some of it just chewed through my shoe. Still, nice save, buddy. Uh, 
Seriously? He can weaponize our sprinklers now? He's got the entire city booby-trapped. It's all under his control. But I'm going to stop that. Tonight. Benny won. Has there been any other broadcasts? I don't know who you've got working for you, but you're really going to need better staff if you expect to catch me. You can't keep this up all night. Says the man with acid burns. What is a bat without its wings? Oh, that's not the riddle, by the way. I can tell your little brain is going into overtime. Why don't you calm down a little? You're right. This night has come to a close. And so, I shall connect you with our final contestant. Where are you? Can you describe what you can see? We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Uh, uh, uh. No cheating. If you want to save the child, you'll have to prove yourself one last time. Answer one final riddle. Fine. Six pairs of legs went in, and only two came out. Where am I? Batman? Is... is he okay? You need to focus. There's a kid's life at stake. I'm sorry. I was... distracted. I know where he is. Jeez, he can really move when he wants to. And he leaves a mess. I'll take care of this. You tell Jim what's happened. And maybe bring a brush. You're heading to... Oh my word. I underestimated him. He could be listening in right now. Just how much does this man know? That's what I want to find out. Shutting off comms now. No more interruptions from him.
Populous garbage, if you ask me, but it informs everything about you. A masked hero taking justice into his own hands after the death of Gotham's brightest stars. Yes, it all makes sense. He must have been inspired after hearing about the Waynes. A call to action, perhaps after losing a loved one of your own? A wife or daughter, maybe. That your sympathy for Bruce Wayne would apply to little Jason tied to the front row. Please, I don't want to die. I was wrong. Yes! You admit that I crippled your myth in its infancy, that you were unable to even challenge me after being dismantled in such a vicious manner! I overestimated you. We're done here. Thank you, thank you. I was so scared. It's okay, kid. It's fine for you to be scared. That just means we get a chance to be brave. Can you be brave for me? Yeah, okay. Go. Wait by the car outside. This... This doesn't make any sense. You should be a sobbing mess! I exposed you! You're just a... former police officer, a, a mob enforcer with a moral compass! The illicit child of the Wayne's butler! <laughs> Riddler probably just paid some street urchin to act scared. Alfred, I need a lift. The kid stole my tires. Hello everyone, I am a geek for fun, and welcome again to one of these behind-the-scenes Echoes of the Night interviews with the casting crew. This time, we have quite the mysterious guest, someone you could almost describe as an enigma. Uh, the writer of this wonderful Riddler episode, Star Sparrow, also known as Sarah. Hi. It's good to be here. I'm glad. <laughs> um, thank you for coming on to do this, and thank you for deciding to bless our screens with someone quite <laughs> egotistical and manic. Oh, I just... The second you told me that I could pick a character to write a script for, I didn't even hesitate. I was like, Riddler! <laughs> Riddler! And I'm, I'm so happy with how it turned out. Well, before we get too uh, deep dive into Riddler and this episode specifically, I want to ask you the question that I've asked everyone on this so far. As a Batman fan, what has been your experience with the character and why would you want to join a project like this? Uh, well, to be honest... 
I'm not a traditional Batman fan, you could say. Like, um, I until a couple years ago, I hadn't even read a single Batman comic in my life. My only like exposure to Batman as a whole was not so great movies and the Arkham games. And <laughs> me playing the Arkham games, collecting every single goddamn Riddler trophy, and listening to that man's ridiculous voice through the comms, being like. I can't even. I wasn't even going to do try and do a bad Riddler impression then, but <laughs> <laughs> I almost went to do it, and then I was like, "That's not going to go well." Anyway, um, just basically, I just immediately just was enamored with this character and how unique he was, and just the fact that the wit, the the charisma, you know, of a character you don't even really see that much. Like, there's only a handful of things where you actually see him in person it's he's he's an enigma and that's kind of just what drew me to the character and so i it's an honor to work on a project like this to be able to take one of my favorite characters from anything and kind of write them how i would want him to be written you know because there's been a lot riddler's one of those characters that has been done so many times in so many different ways that it's barely even the same character anymore you know what i mean mm-hmm, definitely so yeah so everyone has their own idea of how they want specific characters to be like and for me i had that idea in my head and so being able to put those ideas onto paper and then have those ideas you know voiced it was just a brilliant experience mm-hmm, definitely and i do want to take this time then to give a shout out to trevor who will be having an interview in later in this season when we get to his episode oh, uh, absolutely. But he, he voiced riddler in this episode and he did a killer job he is amazing like when the second i heard his audition i was just like this is this is my voice this is my riddler this is my eddie <laughs> yeah you chose him um so yeah. that was that was one of the cool things about that casting process mm-hmm. um but back to you one <laughs> thing i want to ask then is because you did not only did you say you wanted to write riddler how you've always wanted to him this is your universe's version of Riddler. The Echoes of the Night Riddler mm-hmm. will forever, their first appearance was defined by you. With that in mind... <laughs> Responsibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, with that in mind, did you have any specific things you wanted to meet with that, of, of what you wanted people to take away from your Riddler specifically? I wanted people to see him... I wanted him to be more of, like, playing up to the Enigma, like persona i didn't want people to see him as a man i wanted him to be this larger than life like entity of a you know a being that you know is there and you know is just a man but has so much power in just the small ways like throughout the um the episode there's a lot of really subtle um moments like small things that he's able to do like turning on sprinkler systems or you know turning a radio on it's it's not that big deal but when you take the te- the ability to you know turn a radio on and you apply it to Batman's comms, it shows that he has so much ability in this world that I just wanted to take a quite frankly underestimated villain and make him larger than life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Bring up someone who can often be viewed as like a joke or like a B tier, yeah. like he's not one of mm-hmm. the big villains. He's not a Joker or a Bane. Even in the Arkham games, he's the side like, mission. He's not. And whenever you see bad. him, he's always shown as this like really scrawny, powerless-looking guy, like you know, someone who could not take Batman on head-on in a fight. Like mm-hmm. no way. 
but I wanted him to be someone who came so close, you know. That's. I mean, in this episode, he, he basically <laughs> wins. He get he doesn't get caught. I think he's nope. the only one this season who hasn't gotten caught. <laughs> <laughs> Riddler, Riddler definitely makes that impression as, mm-hmm. especially early on, because this is a young Batman. He's like twenty one. The way you wrote Riddler in this really did feel like he's the, his first time coming up against someone who is smarter yeah. than him. Yeah, and I wanted, I want, I, as much as I love my my man's ego, I wanted to uh, knock it down a few pegs. You know, like I wanted him to have that experience of he thinks he's better and smarter than absolutely everybody, but then here comes someone who actually could beat him. He runs and he manages to escape. So technically he didn't get beaten, but he didn't win. So it's, I think if this was to continue and, you know, my version of the Riddler was to go off and reflect on what everything that happened in this episode, he's going to be mad about it, right? (laughs) And I think it's going to, it'll set a whole lot of, you know, a bit of obsession with Batman and needing to win. That's, that's what I'm going for, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like that, what I'll ask you then is because this is their first meeting. Do you feel like this is the start of that, um, I guess you would say, rivalry between the two of them compared to, say, when the Joker comes at Batman, it's coming from a personal place, whereas mm-hmm. like someone like, I don't know, Two-Face genuinely isn't going for Batman himself. Would you say Riddler's more in the camp of now he's deliberately targeting Batman? I think so. I think this the, the events of this episode were a kind of a learning process for Riddler. I think it was a he didn't really know what he wanted out of this, but he found a purpose from it, and that purpose is beating Batman. Whether that's revealing his identity, taking him down at the minute, it's it's just simply a and having a rival and having someone there as like a um what's the word I'm looking for and I can't think what it is <laughs> like. The bar, like, you know, Batman set the bar on, you know, what he needs to, you know, better and be better than. Because to me, the Riddler always wants to be better than the best. And so I definitely think this has started up a rivalry and now it's given him a purpose in his, you know, and a motive to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That's more than just money, power or anything like that. It's kind of just... I feel like I, I feel like there's a mutual, almost mutual respect between the two, um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he's obviously still a villain. The things he does is dangerous, but there is definitely a kind of like understanding between the two of them that this is a battle of wit and a battle of intelligence. You know, I and... think that's very well put. Um... Yeah. One thing I want to ask you on the production side of things, um, for any people who's listening who want to get into this kind of thing, how did you find writing for audio? Very interesting. I've written scripts before, but never anything quite like this. Like There were a lot of moments when I had an image in my head of a very, very clear, vivid image of what this scene would look like, but then having to, um, like, figure out what kind of sounds would portray that image rather than visual imagery was difficult at times. Like, I think there was a moment where I wanted, um, I wanted it to be clear that he was standing outside the theater. And I spoke about the, the light bulbs around the, you know, the, the showing times or whatever. 
but then I was like there's no sound on earth that can possibly portray that so you hit a lot of hurdles but it's definitely a very unique experience as a writer and something that I would definitely do again because it was a lot of fun in the end I'm glad you enjoyed it and (laughs) the idea of you wanting to do it again I think is also very important because I kind of want to take this time to 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 kind of stick it to DC Comics for a little bit um (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but there has never been a female writer on the main Batman book uh, in its 80-year history. Um, so the, the the fact that you got the chance to have free reign on this and you chose the Riddler, who is a... <laughs> Um, I st- like pe- people. I didn't think... choose Ivy. I didn't choose Harley. Yeah, or... and that's yeah. not a that's not a thing against those characters or any characters people who want to write those characters. I think those are fantastic. I think we had Erin write the fantastic mm-hmm. Ivy episode. Oh, she did, she did brilliantly. But I do think it's interesting that Riddler really does have such a big female fan base. And I wanted to mm-hmm. talk, like, for some reason, it seems like such a strange <laughs> choice, but it's that. You're calling me out here. No, like, I've spoken to so many different people who really love the Riddler. And I wanted to see if you had, like, an insight to that. Why does this if character... I had some kind of theory. Yeah, yeah like, does... Why does the Riddler... Um, do you think DC's not capitalizing on that? Do you think they're missing a beat? They're definitely missing out here. Like, um, I mean, for how many for years I have been saying that DC needs to make a movie where Riddler is at least one of the villains because I think he's such a charismatic character. Um, just in like the uh, in the intelligence and the like, a lot of the times he's portrayed as being very sarcastic and witty and fun, just funny in like a more, not like the Joker funny, but like, there's got to be a way to phrase it better than this, but it's just the charisma that he has, I think, as a character and as a villain that makes him unique to anyone else. Um, and yeah, 100% DC need to realize that he's a very popular character, especially among the female fan base. And I think I think they could do really well to have a female writer take him on in the main, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think they'd be hard pressed to top what came out of this one. Uh, I think of all the Riddler origin stories, this is definitely one of my one of my personal favorites because it's. <laughs> He's not a joke. He he is a, yeah. he is a friend. And we even say that in the script. He's he's not a joke. <laughs> I'm not the other guy. <laughs> exactly right. We, we, he's not the Joker. He is he is the one villain in all of Batman's Rose Gallery who can challenge the world's greatest detective title, mm-hmm. which often doesn't get like it, it gives Batman a chance to not just be the guy in the cape who punches people. Yeah. it makes it's him like, use his brain. It's like Batman can punch a hundred goons, he can punch a hundred people, he can barrel through many villains with brute force alone. But the Riddler's not someone who challenges his muscles, he challenges his mind. And that's what I love about him the most. Mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect note to end on. With all <laughs> of that, unfortunately, uh, Sarah is currently <laughs> planning her own schemes against the Dark Knight, so she can't reveal her location. However... If you do wish to find her, don't worry, she'll find you. Um, <laughs> as always, we'll be back again next week with a, another episode of Echoes. And at the end of that, we'll have another interview with the cast and crew. Sarah, this has been absolute joy. Uh, it's been and have you got great. any closing Thank you. thoughts? Just 
don't try and challenge people actually always challenge people who are more intelligent who you think are more intelligent than you because at the end of the day that might not be true (laughs) excellent uh as always folks hope you've enjoyed and have fun geeks